every time I come in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. It's your boy, Keem and Chuck, and we host the Morning Dinner Podcast, a podcast based, based out of Las Vegas. Where we sit down with, <laughs> thank you very much, Chuck, for calling me out on that one. We host a podcast based out of Las Vegas where we sit down and have conversations with creatives, entrepreneurs, and hustlers. And today we got Carlos Ferrar in the house. Yes, yes. What's up? I'm finally on the show. And let me just say, it's Carlos with a K. Yes, it is. Real quick, Carlos, can you let the people know who are tuning in, who you are, and what you do? I am Carlos. Ferrari, R&B recording artist um, from Detroit, Michigan, currently living in Las Vegas, Nevada. Detroit, yep. Michigan. Oh, and I act also. Oh, part-time yes. actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, around what time did you end up moving to Vegas? Uh, when I was 18 years old. Actually, 17. Turning oh, okay. 18, yeah. So you lived in Detroit that whole entire time? Yeah, I lived in Detroit up until, well, back and forth, my dad was in the Air Force, so lived in the Philippines till I was four, moved back to the Detroit Moved to South Carolina when I was in sixth grade, didn't work out, moved back to Detroit, stayed in Detroit until I was 17, then moved out west. Mm. Wait, so did you start making music when you were 17 or? Um, no, I've actually been pursuing music since I was 11. Like, that's when I knew, old. when I started Wait, 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 I gotta ask, because yeah. I always hear people say like, I've been singing since I was four or yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when did it really start for you? 11. Was, 11 years yeah. old. 11 when, 11 I, years when it really old. started. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like you were singing in the shower and your mom was like, hey, nah, that's nah, great. that's when I like started doing talent shows around the city and, and they like. That's when you knew yeah. this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. What triggered that? Um, to be honest with you, my dad was an artist, um, like a recording artist or yeah. I mean like, you know, independent. So like he would do that part time and I kind of got, you know, drawn to the recording process, watching him. Mm -hmm. That's how I like really got into songwriting. Cause he would always hype me up. He's like, yeah, you write good songs. My songs were terrible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst songs ever. Yeah, but he'd hype me up like, yo man, you got, you got the gift. Shout out to dad. You know how dads are. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. You, <laughs> hey, 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 I like you. I'm your dad. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, biased. So, like from there, I just started, I just kept songwriting and, uh, and like the recording process. I'm like, this is pretty fun. Like I could do this like forever, mm -hmm. you know, even if it was just that part of it. So, yeah, eleven is definitely. So, so you're kind of known right now for doing not only singing, songwriting, but you perform on stage too, right? Like you do, yeah, your, like yeah, yeah, do your yeah. little dance moves. Yeah, and you're, you're no, entertaining. Damn, he said little dance. Little, 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 <laughs> bro, that's what I, I, if, if anybody's watching the video and they're watching me, I do a little dance move. You know what I'm saying? You do your dance moves. Yeah, yeah. No, I've always been like, cause you know, growing up like watching Michael Jackson and Prince and. People of those, you know, some two big caliber, pretty uh, big influences there. It, are yeah. those, uh, what type of style would that be? Do you know? Prince is it even a style? I, I mean, then it was pop. Mm. Now it's like, I don't know. The genre is all like intertwined now. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't even, I don't even know what to call mm -hmm. what they are. Anymore. I would say, I would say it's break dancers. No. <laughs> Wait, are you talking, are you talking about the kind of music they made back then? Was pop? Yeah. No, it's oh, still pop. I meant yeah. their dancing skills. Like what, what, what is their style? Oh, uh, would it be their own styles? I don't even know. Cause I mean, my, was, Michael Jackson didn't make hip hop. So like, would it, I don't know. Moonwalking. I know that the moonwalk was originated by a street dancer. I can't yeah. remember his name right now. And oh, he kind of showed talking, Michael. Are you talking and about the guy that was, that was in and, South America? I'm not sure. I don't know. He might be. Cause I, I, I don't I, know the whole story. But. I saw video footage of this dude in the 1930s, bro. There's video footage. Wow. In like the swingers? 1930s. Uh, like kind of. He was like a dancing. club. That's yeah. I mean, and he was bad, doing yeah. like the moonwalk. He would do yeah. like the kick wow. with the leg and everything. The leg, yeah. Yeah. But then I also saw that even before him, he was inspired by somebody else. So, yeah. you know, you so can never say. You can who. never yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. You really. I would yeah. just say, 
you know it's about who does it the it. best and who yeah, yeah. Who, who who remembers you for it right yeah yeah exactly. and i think i think michael definitely made one of the biggest influ- uh, biggest yeah he uh, had the stage and he's like oh everybody's watching i'm going to yeah. do this and everybody's like what the hell yeah. was that yeah <laughs> wait so so you were singer songwriter uh, since you were 11 when did you decide that you were also going to perform and dance on stage um i mean i i've always danced though like i was dancing probably before anything just yeah. because of like michael jackson and being like two or three years old walking yeah. around the house in my diaper just it's like actual footage of this yeah just dancing because i just you know I, I was a fan of music yeah before anything and did you ever choreograph your own stuff or was it yeah like, yeah i do it now okay. like choreographing all that stuff but growing up i just always used to dance and then when i was five or six i was singing a brandy song and my mom's like hey you can kind of sing mm-hmm. and i just took it and ran with it and just kept singing so I started doing both and then actually I have a question about choreographing. Yeah. This is a genuine question. Yeah. So, like, I know, like, when you're when you're playing music, you're paying, playing an instrument. Right, right. You write down the notes. Right. How do you write down a choreograph? <laughs> you really don't. You just remember you it. You just remember you it. You just remember it? Yeah, so, like, if somebody's, like, you just kind you kind of, like, so different choreographers choreograph to different things. So, like, some choreographers are choreographed to the actual musicality of the song. Yeah. And some will do the actual words. Okay. So, it's, like it kind of depends on your style of choreography i'm more of a words type of person yeah and then sometimes i will just like listen to the beat and like because lately like now a lot of songs the content is like the same like i got my chain and it's the same cadences also so like if you pay attention to choreography it's a lot of the same like quick stop quick stop yeah type of moves um and yeah that's pretty what well, I, I definitely want to talk about stage presence but before we even hit that let's talk about your your history with music right you were 11 years old when you started writing when was the first time you recorded your first project uh my first song i recorded i was 13 okay oh so you were pretty, uh, so pretty me, young me and my sister recorded a song it was called would you come for me and it was the worst song ever mm-hmm. and i hope no one ever <laughs> Here's it. Put a download link in the bio. What's your sister do on the track? She sang too. She sings. She's a dancer though. My little sister's a dancer. She's okay. not a singer. She will tell you she's not a singer. She will try to sing. Mm-hmm. I will post videos occasionally of her trying to do that, and okay. she loves it. She yeah. loves music, but she's a dancer for sure. And uh, yeah, my dad like just threw us in the studio. I guess he wanted us to be like Mike and Janet. Yeah, then, that's every after the whole documentary or the movie came out with uh, with Michael Jackson, where like it showed him coming up with like you know his brothers and how the yeah. dad was very strict. You know, hands my dad on. wasn't like that though. Like he no, wasn't like, saying, oh, I'm gonna get yeah. switched if you do not do this. But I'm saying it, it did trigger a lot of parents to be like, oh, I gotta be tough on my kids. And then, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, huh. if, if if I want my kids to make it, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta get into it. it. Yeah, yeah, because my dad kind of did something similar with us, like with me and my brother. Oh, he, he he got us instruments and oh, he, he would make me play the 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 bass. My brother the drum drums and then i think that's it it was just me and my brother <laughs> it was kind of funny because my brother said that the other day he's like i'm gonna get my nieces one of them or not nieces my daughters into a uh, piano and we were like you sure I, he's like i'm gonna force them because i just want them to play piano him. while i'm chilling <laughs> i was like damn dog. hey piano now so what that's you do is when they're, the when they're young you teach them the value of money and you take it away and you go if you have a skill i'll give you the money oh yeah no, but yeah, we, he, he would just sit us down and like, okay, well, he would teach us these songs and then we would just practice them over and over again. But the thing is, like, our heart wasn't really in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, something, it's not something that you can, te- you can have a kid. Yeah, that's what I do know? with my kids. Like, I don't force them. Like, I, they have to genuinely, like, I almost don't even want them to be in music right now because it's like because you know how hard it can be rough like it's a weird realm. It's a up and down roller coaster. It's a lot of heartache and, like, suffering. Anybody yeah. who's in, like, anything like creative. photography creative knows this like it's right. just 
So it's kind of like a bittersweet thing. Like, oh, that's nice that you like to sing, but God, just go Wait, to college. So, <laughs> so, you don't, so, you, so you don't just record an album and then you just go on tour? It doesn't no. work that way? No, it does not. <laughs> oh. I was being sarcastic, but real quick, can you talk about the, the, the struggles of being an artist? Um, well, it's just so different now. Like back in the day, I feel like with everything that I've done now, if it was 10 years ago, I probably would have a record deal and be signed. Like because of just, just the people I've brushed elbows with or open with. Right. Um, but it's so oversaturated now. Like everybody, everybody, it's like you do something and somebody else can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's you know I've opened for, I've for Usher and Trey songs like that's probably for me the biggest I've I've opened for Nicki Minaj too those three people are probably like the th- three biggest people I've opened for yeah and you know it, let's, let's, let's talk about it, your it didn't little... get it didn't get me the like what I thought would happen didn't happen mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's still a, an accomplishment to me you know what I mean and it's something that I'm proud of but the result of what I wanted to come from it didn't happen yet you know what I mean so it's like. And if that was 10 years ago, it'd probably be different. Right. Because, but how many other people have probably opened for Usher and, yeah. you know what and I mean? DJs who opened You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. it's yeah. like. See, a lot of people think that, like, as soon as you brush, quote unquote, brush elbows with somebody, yeah, no. then, then the stardom just comes and it hits you, right? Nah, you got to build those relationships. And even if you, after you build the relationships with some people, it doesn't, just doesn't happen that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of competition and it's just a lot of. Who you know, right? Yeah. And, and they have to genuinely believe in you and be like, all right, I want to invest in you are you know right what I mean? it just it's just uh it's different now man like, mm-hmm. everything is different now it's just crazy well you you've been in this game for a while now too w- what would you say separates you from an artist who's coming up nowadays um i really me genuinely like i genuinely love to do music like that's just like a genuine it's a piece of me it's a part of me you know what i mean like i don't it's not something i'm trying to do or doing for cloud or any of that i enjoy you know people paying attention like obviously you want your stuff to be acknowledged but like i don't um i don't do it for those reasons and i do feel like a lot of times now that's what people are doing it for right that's just my personal opinion i mean i could be wrong but it does seem like it's unauthentic now like i seen an interview where it was a few artists i'm not gonna say any names that are popular now and they're like i just do it for the money you know i, I don't care about it's the money and i'm like that's not what it's about you know what right I mean? you know oh, what I mean? like sad. it's not a, you know what I mean? and it's it's disappointing but the youth they're watching that and they're like yeah it's all about the money like right you know well that's half the music that comes out nowadays right it's yeah just talking about the it's, glorifications it's of, the, of yeah I of mean, partying and spending money and that's cool like that's fun like that's part of life like we like to you know when you got it it's nice to spend it and have fun and you know we, right. I mean, we're in vegas so we know we see that stuff all the time but it has to be a balance, you know. What I mean? right. You got to put out real music that people can connect to and go through, also, and then put out the fun stuff. Like I, that's what I try to do. You know right. I, mean? I don't try to just keep it one. Everything is like the same. Like oh, party. Yeah, there's well, a balance. For sure. <laughs> well, well, then, and that if we're touching this subject, let's let's talk about this. What do you think about the the culture of of, of creating music that is going to like you're you're creating music not for the passion of it, but because you know it's what people want to listen to and you know that it's gonna sell. Right, uh, so you're like almost creating this like this this temporary brand. Yeah, of it's like, like you trying to be somebody you're not almost. Because let, let me relate it to like there's a lot of YouTubers or content creators who are not only in like the photography or video aspect, but there's a bunch of multiple you know different uh, uh, industries that that they could be in. But they make videos that are kind of like clickbaity, and they're also very um, you know 
top five ways to make money on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top five lenses for Canon cameras. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. But they're not really giving you any useful knowledge. They're just going for what they know people are searching. Yeah. So it's almost like a clickbaity thing where it's like, I just want you to stay watching my content, consuming it as much as you right. can without it actually meaning anything. Yeah. So how in the music industry, when you have artists who are creating music strictly for the money, do you think that kind of plays a part where even if you're for the artistry, you should also be creating music that you know is going to sell? Yeah, I mean that's that that all. I think that trickles down to like artists that are signed because I mean they have to sell records in order to stay signed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that pressure for them is there. You know what I mean? Uh, independent artists or artists that just do everything on their own. I don't think. I think they genuinely just make whatever they may create, and it comes out, and people may like it or may not like it. You know what I mean? But definitely, I think that pressure is definitely there for for artists that are signed to labels. I mean. You have to make the label money or pay back the money that they got loaned or, you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I think it's definitely for sure. Uh, so, talking about labels, you know, uh, when a, when an artist signs to a label, it's usually a trade back, a, a trade of like, I'll give you the music, you guys give me the promotion for it, right? Yeah. Um, what is your experience with labels and how do you feel about signing to labels and what they can provide versus going the independent route? I don't think like, see, so the thing is like, I know a lot of artists that are independent and then I know a few artists that are signed. Um, mm -hmm. and it's always like both have their pros and cons with it. It kind of depends on what you want. Like for me, I'm somebody who would want, I want like the, the highest you can go. Like I want Bruno Mars, Usher, like I want that fame and honestly only or that attention to my music. So mm -hmm. like, only a label to me, in my opinion, can give you that because they just have their hands in media and they have their hands in everything. Right, they have their already set connections. But it yeah. comes at a price. It also comes at like, okay, how much are you willing to give up on your own craft or your own creative control? And some people aren't willing to give up all that. You know what I mean? I'm not willing to give up on it, but I'm willing to compromise. Right. You know what I mean? So there has to be a compromise. Some people don't want to compromise at all. I'll, I'll let you guys get one yeah. revision. Y'all <laughs> yeah. can make your yeah, critiques some, and go give you one and revision. It, it also means like how popping you are. Like, you know, like right. some people are so popping that they don't need a label. So when a label comes to them, they, they, they can negotiate things like that. Like, okay, well, I want full creative control and you guys can have control over this or, you know what I mean, or this. Or I'll take your input with certain things. Oh, so you're saying the artists like Bruno Mars don't have full creative control uh, over their music? He, uh, Bruno Mars would definitely be somebody that has full control of his. Okay. Music. Yeah, I think Bruno, <laughs> for sure. But but, but how does that happen? Because to get as big as he did, would he have needed to sign, or did he sign to a record label? And I mean, then as then but it, see, Bruno Mars is also a songwriter, so it's different for like people like okay. Neo, Bruno Mars. Um, what's the, what's the, my man that just came out? He sang on that Wiz Khalifa song. It's been a long day. Just the wrong person, bro. Uh, nah, I don't man. keep up with music. I yeah, I, I don't either. I, I can't, Usher? I can't. No, I can't get, think of his name. But it's like it's a it's a new show out coming out also on like NBC called Songwriter, and like basically Ooh. all the indie, all the people. All the songwriters that are like behind the scenes that are, um, you know, what I mean, like writing for everybody else, um, they're basically like giving other songwriters the opportunity to get exposure. But basically, when you're a songwriter, you you get signed to like publishing deals. So like, if a label signed me as a songwriter, I'd be that label songwriter for their artists. So if Beyonce's on that label, then I automatically have access to Beyonce to submit a song to her. Right. Oh, rather wow. than, That's crazy. Rather than... And then if somebody's like... like uh, So if somebody signed to a label as a songwriter and then I'm I'm songwriter, I'm not signing anything, they're obviously going to have the one up on me. Right. They're working So you're day. telling me these major artists don't write their own songs? Uh, not all of them. You know what <laughs> what I, mean? I mean, they have help. You have to have help, though. Like, right. that's one thing I learned as a, as a songwriter Like and with my career. Like, I work with uh, two songwriters, Kendall Brown and Marcus White. And, you know, I trust them and they get me and you, we have that chemistry when we write, you know what I mean? So, um, 
you definitely need a team though like you can't do everything by yourself mm-hmm. that's just not like that's not realistic and even having that mindset is like failure you know what i mean right. like you have to have a strong solid team that believes in the vision and you know what i mean you kind of go from there right but yes no no i no. mean it's kind of crazy because like going back to like uh like signing to a what is it a more higher higher scale yeah. record label and whatnot like I've, I've seen people like slowly step up to that plate you know what i mean like so like i, I guess one person is danny brown he got signed by oh, fool's yeah. gold records which yeah, yeah. is a tracks label and um i forgot the other guy nick something but um he started from there and now i think he's signed by universal or something like that would you ever take like a step like that maybe like oh, find, yeah. like a record label like uh, maybe smaller. that's a little bit low-key yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, but yeah. they for sure can get you decent amount of shows agencies whatever. yeah that's what that's kind of where it starts like you want kind of want to start out like that and a lot mm-hmm. of artists are going that route um i already have my own label so um yeah. my the goal for me really and i have like a body of workout so the goal for me really is to get enough exposure to where labels interested and i would just do an album deal like that's what i'm interested in just one album deal the label get me you know what i'm saying they tell me what they can do for me and i don't even mind giving the rights to my album for that album to that label all right so it's essentially like a freelance basis basically but they're giving me that exposure Mm -hmm. so all the work that i've done i own creative control over everything they don't have any access to that that's all me all Mm -hmm. those streams and royalties from that that everybody's going to see now because i'm now they're pushing this album but all my other body of work that people may not know they're also discovering at the same time so to them it's all new everything's new. you know what i mean so but the thing with that you're not exclusive to that label you're I'm still, still, I'm still, but just for an album deal. Just for the album, right? Not so after the album, you. if if after the album deal, we can renegotiate maybe a five album deal or four album, yeah, depending yeah. on what we uh, all, you know, yeah. what we all come mm-hmm. to. But uh, that's what I would want to start off rather than just sign to a label. You know what I mean? Because you can sign to a label and then they instantly sign somebody like two days later, like, oh yeah, well now you're not priority, so you're gonna just sit and mm-hmm. Damn, record crazy. all this music that you can't put out because we're paying for these producers and these engineers, so that's mm-hmm. our music. So you're oh, recording and you're wasting time. Like you're just you're being creative, but you're not getting to use show people. You know what I mean? Right. Like because it comes a at a cost. Yeah, it's a lot of artists that that have been out for years, but they're just now coming out, and you're just like, wow, where in the hell have you been? Like, Give me an example. Um, Big Sean. He was signed in 2006. He didn't come out to 2010. Right. Like that's four years. So, so he was he, Man, he was ghostwriting for other people. <laughs> yeah, he worked. I mean, he worked for like he was working on Kanye's album Kanye, and stuff like right? that. He was busy. Yeah. Like some people are so talented that you you want to use them. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want to sit. But like there are a few artists that that have that that sit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a few artists that just sit for a while. How, how how does how does something like that work? I don't know if you can explain this to me, or if you're even able to. But this is just the question that popped in my head. Is like, let's say you know i want to record a song right but you write it and then the studio engineer you know everybody's doing it for free because none of us none of us have money whatever the case right right but we we agree okay 15 percent, 15 percent, 25 percent. how does that get distributed like let's say you get a hundred million stream or i get a hundred million streams on that on that song on spotify yeah how, how does that uh, get distributed that's i mean usually you have a song split sheet so um you have the publishing side of things and then you have the songwriter side of things it's usually 200 percent. so you have um if me and you write a song together, we'd split it 50-50. Mm-hmm. And if the artist is singing it, essentially they don't own any of it. Right. They're just singing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that that like I don't I don't really know how to explain what it. What if it's Beyonce, do you think she'd probably take most of the She amount? probably she would have that clout and that she's in yeah. a position that where power, she could yeah. work on that. But Beyonce would probably just buy it outright. That's the thing. Uh-huh. So like she would be like, How much do you want for the song? We'd be right. like, Oh, like instead of giving you two hundred thousand dollars. All right. 
here now it's mine now she owns the song well yeah because she knows with her with her cloud <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Going to, so if yeah. you're smart you actually don't even want that you want to be like all right can i get uh royalties credits and can i get five percent royalties or ten percent you negotiate the royalties on it because that's a continuous every mm-hmm. time she performs it every time it's played on the radio every, okay so you're getting more money you kind of just talked about it there's different kinds of, of rights too also right there's like there's yeah. there's performing Right? Yeah, you got performing rights. You performing can like rights. get paid for somebody performing your song. You can get paid for performing your that. own song. Yeah, it's it's crazy now. That's bro. crazy. Like so, I'm through BMI, so they track everything. Yeah, yeah song B- that I have, BMI and ASCAP, right? Yeah, so, which is explain to the people who are listening what BMI and ASCAP uh, BMI is. BMI and ASCAP are basically like um, their company. They're, they're not copyrights. They're like um, I'm a songwriter, so I'm through my publishing company is through BMI and my songwriting mm-hmm. is through BMI. Carlos Ferrar Music and then Carlos Ferrar, like my name. Mm-hmm. Um, my songwriting name is Carlos Ferrar and then my publishing, all my music goes through Carlos Ferrar Music and then Undertaker Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So basically it's two different things though. Like, so the publishing is basically like the music side of it and then the song, the actual lyrics is a whole different thing but the song, and they go together. Right. So you can't really separate the two so you're getting paid, sometimes you're getting paid twice like really for like the same song. Right. If you own but, both sides of it, but BMI keeps track of all that information, they, right? Yeah, they're tracking it. Like, the, all so the analytics. If it's played on YouTube, right. if yeah. like if you notice, some people don't like if if I did a dance cover or a cover and YouTube took it takes it down, that's their company. Yep. I'll say tracking this. That. Yeah. I'll say this, and I'll let the people know right now. <laughs> I shot a music video for Carlos Ferrar. I try to upload it to my YouTube channel. They hit me with a copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will. They will. It's serious. But that's the thing. Like I, me personally, yeah, you don't. I do don't. It. Yeah, I, I do it's like the, the third party. Yeah, I do like the third party. Like on my thing, I always make sure that people can, if they want to use it, then they can use it as long as I can advertise. Because yeah. I get paid for those advertisements <laughs> if they decide to upload or do whatever. You know right. What I mean? Some people are just like no altogether, which is kind of weird to me, but. I, I guess I don't I don't know the backstory. I guess if they have that. all that clout. Yeah, I don't know I don't know the backstory on that on why they necessarily and, do that. And one thing too, can you explain a little bit about royalties as well? Like what that is? Um, royalties is basically like so if your song is picked up on a TV show, if somebody does a cover of your song, like it's so many different things. Um, most <laughs> most people try to get like I would like if I got my song placed on like VH1 Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Every time that show is ran, Love and Hip Hop is ran a lot right. on VH1 every day so if that's played like you're getting those royalties every mm-hmm. time so it can be a certain day. amount let's yeah. just say 20 bucks I know that's really yeah, low yeah I don't know I don't necessarily yeah. know I, I haven't had a unfortunately I haven't had a song placement on TV, television yet mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure like how it works for that but yeah like it'll be a, like a percentage and then it just builds and builds and builds quarterly mm-hmm. so you get paid quarterly with royalties you don't get paid like every two weeks or month to month so it's first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter mm-hmm. um i like i just got a royalty check like for second quarter i think and third second does it tell you where everything was played at it's like oh yeah it, it does they'll send you like station, a whole well you can whatever. check you can sign on to your account and actually see all that that's so be crazy if like oh little billy try to perform this song at the, at the talent <laughs> show we took that shit down so, so we charge him 150 <laughs> here's 25 <laughs> that'd be crazy well, man. man and one more thing ascap and bmi are the same thing they're just two different two different yeah company, two different but they do companies. the same thing yeah okay yeah, yeah i prefer bmi <clears throat> i don't even know why i prefer bmi i think it's more the majority of people that i'm familiar with go through bmi but I mean, ASCAP is just as good as BMI. Because like, I've seen it before. Like, venues get charged ASCAP fees and BMI fees. Like, just yep. the DJ music, you have to pay those Yeah, they'll track, yeah they're fees. tracking all that. Like, yeah. They're tracking everything. It's crazy, Dude. man. And you you kind of hit on it, too, right now, when you mentioned the royalty checks and you, like, you were just hanging out and you got a check all of a sudden for your music, right? Yeah. What do you think? Why do you think it's important for an artist to have different 
avenues of income and what different avenues of income have you found to be like you know good for your career um definitely the songwriting and like so a lot of people don't even like know like when you if you're through being my ass cap and you write a song or a feature mm-hmm. like once you get put that through the system like they're tracking it no matter what so now you have streaming like so you're getting paid for streams not only are you getting paid for the streaming part of it like so I'm through TuneCore. Like, I use TuneCore to distribute my music. Yeah. So, I get a check from them. That's month to month. And then you have the BMI who's tracking who actually did the work on it. Mm-hmm. So, as an artist, you have to, like, separate the two. Like, that's what they do. They separate the two. So, Carlos Ferrer, as an artist, I'm getting royalty. I'm getting, um, basically, streaming checks from the music that's out. But Carlos, the songwriter, is getting paid also for what I wrote. Mm-hmm. What Carlos Ferrer is singing. So, if I wrote a song for, like, the Fatrell Boys, or, you know what I mean? Like, their mm-hmm. stuff. Some of this stuff, um, me and Marcus wrote stuff for them. Right. So if it's out and it's streaming, we're gonna get they're gonna get paid too, but right. we're gonna get paid also. You right. see what I'm saying? So it's like getting paid twice almost. Like it's it's definitely smart to just sign up one of those. It's kind of pricey at first. I think it's like three hundred dollars or something to start a publishing account. I think it's free for the songwriting account. Mm-hmm. Um, but the publishing is what you really want to do because they're as a publisher, it's saying that you're you're like you're a songwriter. Like right. You're an actual publishing published music like your own lyrics basically right so well, there's also different other avenues even aside from like streaming or me people downloading your music there's uh you getting paid to do shows there's you getting are you selling your like physical copies oh, of, yeah, of yeah, your yeah, cd yeah. right there's um that actually counts too now um they actually uh, they you can a venue can report like if you do a concert like uh, i did the ice cream man tour in 2016 mm-hmm. and i sold copies of my cd but we reported that to um sound scan so those counted towards album sales. Okay. Oh, yeah. So damn. they just they they have a person that reaches out to the venue. How many copies did this person sell? Uh, did such and such sell this night? They get the date and the time and all that stuff, and then the venue confirms it, and then they add it into the sales. Oh wow! Yeah. So like it's a lot. That's of something that ways. you gotta manually take care of too, because it's not like yeah, you like, know. That's like my manager took care of that, but like a lot of people, like labels, do that. So like if right. any, and, and this is also a thing. Like you don't even necessarily have to sell the cd like if people took if ten thousand people came to that venue and ten thousand cds were given away then those are ten thousand sales oh wow right what? so they wouldn't have to count as a you don't you don't have to get money for it no you just have to report it no because there's no That's way to crazy. really prove like well, okay so how much you sell the cd for we sold it for ten dollars or we sold it for five there's no way to prove really what what did i really sell you know what i mean like what did yeah. i sell you know what i mean like so really, you can just give it away and tell them you sold it for ten dollars. And yeah, how are they gonna, how are they gonna know? How are they gonna confirm that? There's so many ways to. What if you square? Is gonna get me right now. <laughs> so what if you square? <laughs> yeah, like, I swear to God. <laughs> then that's no, it's just secret ways tracked. to get around stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. You're putting cash in a box, but I'm saying like the Illuminati's oh, is coming for me right now. Yeah, I know. Be careful, bro. Well, there's all, there's many ways that people can can you know manipulate numbers too. Like there's a what's it called a there's certain artists who will drop an album and then next thing you know the next day it's it's platinum or whatever or, or whatever the status is, but that's because you don't know their label also bought 500,000 copies <laughs> didn't, of yeah. didn't album, baby you know do I mean? something like that uh, Jay-Z did that with his that yeah. last album he put out he did a I would sprint do that or something like that yeah. Sprint bought like a million copies already so yeah. it was already instantly platinum Bro, if I had a million dollars like that, I'd fucking for sure make my shit pop off. Be yeah. like, oh, I need four million copies. <laughs> four million copies. Let's talk about your 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 favorite platform for streaming. Do you have one? Do you, Spotify, iTunes? <sighs> my for me as an artist, I get most of my um, listeners on Spotify. My preferred listening stream is Title. 
Why is that? I just like the setup, bro. I don't know. It's also like for me, you know, it's black owned, so I like to support black businesses. <laughs> I was gonna say that. It's not piff. all the way black owned anymore. <laughs> I was like that, that piff. piff. <laughs> it's not like, Jay Z sold like shares and it's split up and stuff now. But when yeah. it first started, he was the full one hundred percent owner. But yeah, I just kind of grew, grew to it. And they also pay you more per stream. They right? do pay you more per stream. But the catch to that is not many people are on title, so yeah. it's like yeah. More people on Spotify. Spotify pays the least, and more people listen to Spotify than anything. Yeah. What do you think it's gonna take for Tidal to to kind of like compete with Spotify? <laughs> I have no idea, bro. I have I've it pre-installed to every iPhone that comes out. Yeah, I'm like really thinking about that. Like, how do people like how do because a lot of people don't even know about Tidal. They're like, what the hell is Tidal, bro? Like, come up on the microphone real quick. Apple Music. Don't a lot of people don't know what Tidal is, Keem. Yes, you are you are correct. T T I D A L. Tidal is a streaming platform that yes. nobody uses. <laughs> just kidding. People just kidding. use it. Nah, nah. It's expensive nah. too, isn't it? Like sixteen, fifteen. Nah, nah, nah. Well, you know, you can use that uh, good old student discount on there, and mm. it's like four ninety nine. But uh, it's, no, it's nine ninety nine, and it's, it's sixteen ninety nine if you want like the extras that are so unnecessary, like any other mm-hmm. streaming service. But then Spotify is like free, yeah, completely. Well, so. it's it's free with commercials, you know. Yeah, you'd be that. surprised how much people are willing to give up, right? On the commercials, I like, gave bro, up ten I'm bucks. Not lie. <laughs> I hate commercials. Gonna, give me ten dollars. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you, you know how YouTube like is free, right? Recently, bro, those commercials have been getting to me where I'm like, okay, it's only fifteen bucks a month. Wait, wait, wait. I, Do you watch it on your phone though? Yeah. Okay, that's why. Because yeah, I watch on my desktop, and if you use ad blocker, yeah. it blocks all ads. Yep. Mm. So well, I haven't it, seen an bro, ad for like even, three years. Even now, I'll say, uh, anybody out there, we have a link in our bio for a browser called Brave Browser. They do the it's same a, thing. Uh, it's the same. It's built in, so you don't even have to install anything. If you go on YouTube, there's no ads, and uh. you can opt into ads from the browser itself, and it'll pay you out in cryptocurrency. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've so already made. High. I've already made twenty five cents. <laughs> hey man I could have been watching those ads for free a whole 25 I'm just I don't watch that many ads either see but. I think that's the future is like when they're gonna start integrating something where everybody gets paid cause I think there's we, we always talk about that platform yes. it's called like stream stream I, what, what is it called uh, seed it, seed steam? stream it stream steam it? steam it yeah steam it it's called like steam it so everybody in this platform gets paid to whoever posts content to whoever who comments whoever gets like a like mm. like people can pay so everybody's making money wow which is kind of weird see, and different but it it's kind of tight at the same time yeah, because yeah. It, we always find a way to talk about bitcoin in, in, our, oh. in, our, in our episodes <laughs> but i will say this to imagine a world carlos one day where somebody can listen to your song even if it's for free on a free Spotify account, you will get paid based on the percentage that they listen to it, right? Uh, or they're on YouTube watching your videos. They don't know it, but they're paying you fractions of a penny for every second that they watch, right? Watch and it. they don't notice it because because if they spend all day, twenty four hours a day watching YouTube videos, they maybe lose like a dollar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's not or fifteen cents or whatever it is. But you as an artist, you will always be, uh, you know you know paid out for yeah. those i mean you kind of do that though with spotify if you pay you know or you watch I was an wondering ad. how that works because man. if you watch an ad that means they're making revenue off that ad. right they definitely make that's it. true and then yeah. you get ten dollar monthly payments that's true but i see what you mean let's talk about accomplishments <laughs> yay this part of the podcast um what what are some accomplishments that you have reached more milestones in your career that you have reached that you're very uh proud of um so like growing up like usher Justin Timberlake and Genuine were like the three, like, 
gods to me. Yeah. Like, they were like the influence, like obviously Michael Jackson and Prince and all those guys. Right. Uh, that's everybody's like, but like once I started to like navigate through life, like those guys were like my go-to guys. That's all I listened to. So I watched when they were on award shows. Right. So like opening for Usher this past year was like, for me, like the biggest thing. I was just like, wow, bro. Right. Would you and, open? And, uh, Where? Well, I was in Australia. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we did Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne. Like it was just crazy. That was the time of my life. See, that's crazy to me because you would think somebody who opens for Usher, <laughs> like, bro, it's like you said, you yeah. you rubbed elbows. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So you're, that's on my resume. Like, yeah, I opened for Usher. And it's like, okay, right. so what? do you got going on what are your now? sales you like right, right, right. you know what i mean that's so whole it, thing. and then i tour with genuine like genuine somebody like he's like my big bro so mm -hmm. like i have a relationship with him to where you know i open all his shows if if i if he hit hey you want to open the show yeah you know what i mean right uh, we did a whole tour together so like the, those two for me are like big accomplishments because when you're a kid you don't think like it's just crazy how stuff works out and you're like wow like i'm right. just sitting here kicking it with genuine how was the tour yeah life, that's man? gotta be crazy man. <laughs> like, uh, how was it was it was it tight was it yeah, tour bus uh, i didn't have a tour bus we actually was okay so genuine flew most mm -hmm. of every we Ballin did 26 ass. we did 26 cities uh i drove to some so like i think from uh, albuquerque respect, bro. albuquerque to yeah me and my manager albuquerque to put in that work el paso which was like a 10 hour drive i don't it's so much driving like i don't even know why just flying over you <laughs> i see that bro hey he's like all rested and shit for the show i get there like an hour to go on tired as hell he's like you tired oh no you putting in the work baby this is what you got you got to do i'm nah, like oh, it's tight though man but it but it's also it can be looked at as as you paying your dues and you that's, that's what he kept saying i was just like at, at like the eighth city i'm like oh my god paying my dues <laughs> but we're literally performing at the same place and you flying bro <laughs> yeah so um, <laughs> but it was it was a humbling and um definitely an experience like soaking up his energy and seeing his process and then like being in different cities every like every city's different like you know traveling is always like fun because you get to see different cities cultures like even in the states like, right it's just it's cool like el paso albuquerque was one of the funnest cities i've ever been to and i'm like I've never heard of Albuquerque. You would have never been to Albuquerque. In my entire life. Yeah. Like, but it, being there, I was like, wow, this is popping. But what made it pop for you? It's just the people in Like, they're so excited. I guess because, like, the smaller cities don't get a lot of... Ooh, so when people okay. come, they're, like, they're like appreciative. Like, Dallas was dope, but Dallas is a huge city. Right, they so have like, they're like thousand uh, events a year. Yeah. They're like, whatever. we see shows every day. Where's Genuine? <laughs> Where Man. is Genuine? You know what I mean? Like, at, but... And Where's the smaller cities, they're like, oh, he got an opener. Oh, they like, they taking pictures. They want autographs. You right. know what I mean? So, um, it was different. You know what I mean? I think I was, was that how Australia was too. Uh, you know what? Wait, Austria or Australia? My Australia. bad. Australia. Okay. Listen, um, <laughs> any any advice to any artist? Try to get overseas. Like overseas, we always talk about that. Yeah. Overseas, their appreciation for like American music and just music in general is right. next level. Like mm -hmm. they are fans like diehard fans they will ride with you to the end like you could freaking like do something terrible and they're gonna still support you god forbid you do anything terrible but why do you think that is i don't the i bro i honestly i couldn't answer it then they just they just have that love for music they just love music and like the fans i got just from being over there was like they are super fans like they listen they tell me they write me like hey i listen to your song today they repost it you know i'm like it's just like they're not afraid i feel like americans like we're like super too cool sometimes like yeah. we got we're like i think it's just the culture too like a lot of a lot of other places around the world you know like they really hold deep in their culture you know what i yeah. mean like japanese and all that so yeah. when they have some type of creative 
in their life, they hold it really near and dear to them. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I see like Japanese people I heard are the same thing. Like oh, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll get yeah. super hype. But yeah, it's a cultural yeah. thing too. They're super cultural people. Even Mexico, same thing. Like yeah. I heard they really love their music out there. Yeah, listen, and and Latin music is like next level. That's like the number one stream thing in the world right now. That's why everybody's trying to do you know these, what? these Latin Bad songs Bunny and, and stuff. Yeah, like those guys are taking off. We actually got a question on Instagram. Uh if I can find it real quick. But so somebody essentially asks us like, would you ever collab with a Latin artist or do you have anything to do with Definitely, definitely. Well, I, part of my family is Puerto Rican, so um, I just don't know how to speak Spanish very well. So <laughs> that's something I'm like working on. But like definitely like I actually started working on Spanish records. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not good enough yet. Uh, ever since, ever <laughs> since Despacito Despacito. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. How, so many no one views, how many views of that video have now? <laughs> Probably billion, like a billion. Two, two billion. Two, three billion. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that you think about that video, right? Because I think about it from a videographer standpoint. Video doesn't look like it was that hard to create. It looked like they yeah. were just filming a block party. They filmed a party inside a club, and there's nothing really crazy about it. Like it just they could have probably done it in a day or two, right? Yeah. But it's probably one of the most watched videos. But you have videos out there who people plan this out for days. That they, they film it's, or they take one picture a day for ten years straight. And they'll get twelve hundred views. Yeah, yeah that's it's just it's that's, that's yeah, it's just like the creative thing though. Like it's just like I, it's um, got to be the magic moment of combination. It just of, has to be like the right thing. Like some things just come out and you're just like, this is amazing. Like right. how did you think of this? I think a dude Joiner Lucas Tom, Lucas Joiner. He just put out a video. I still haven't watched it yet, but I've been hearing a lot about this video. This is the one where he's talking about all the people who have died. I think so. Who? Yeah, have you seen it. it? Yeah, yeah, I heard I it was like it. super dope. I I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but I'm definitely probably gonna watch Lucas, it. Lucas who? Lucas Joyner. Lucas Joyner. He's a he's a rapper. He's a he he. I I would say I I, I don't know. I'm ignorant, but I would say like based, <laughs> based on my experience, I've seen him come up in the internet age. I like I, I see him create these like video viral videos on Facebook and 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 YouTube. Where he like had a beef with Tory Lanez not too long ago. It was a play beef. They weren't really yeah. beefing. But they I, I don't know much about that. But I do know that the videos that he have put he has put out have always been unique. There's always yeah. been something about it. You're like oh damn, so, no one's done yeah, a video like this before for sure. So he he's definitely. Creative. He banks on that viral viral feature, but 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 that video he did about the 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 the, the like he's inside of a church, right? Yeah, and he's essentially saying that like you know all these great artists and great musicians or people like Martin Luther King have died, but you have all these shitty people still alive. Let us trade you this person for that person. Mm. You know, let me give you Donald Trump for Selena. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's one of those things where it's gonna be controversial. Hey, bro, you know so what I mean? Selena again? Selena's. Okay. <laughs> Anything for Selena. Yeah, man, I'm Hispanic, bro. That's 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 our freaking Selena's our Tupac, bro. Yeah, believe yeah, it or not, I can see that. That's our national treasure, bro. This is a national treasure. Yeah, I cried when she died too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we we Sad. uh we, we we as a people are very proud of who represents us. Yeah, and it definitely. was Selena. And it was once Selena. Once that again, was the, going back to culture, man. Yeah, yeah, man. you know. And then Jenny Rivera came out. You know, with with her music and people were like, wow, a woman who's, you know, confident about her body and she's like killing it with the music and mm. she's making millions and all this stuff. And then, you know, she dies in a plane crash. Yeah, that that you know? was sad. Yeah. Super sad. So it just seems like, so, you know, Hispanic people are definitely always looking for that representative and kind of that, you know. Yeah. There's definitely a soft spot. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, what, was, what, what do you have going on right now? Um, I'm working on my album, man. I actually... Um, I'm working on like an album and an EP. So like I've recorded like 50, 60 tracks Ooh. and like, I'm super like, I'm really just in like in the zone where I really want it to be like super good. Like, I don't want it to even be like average. I just want it to be different and like 
people to hear it and be like, wow, this is amazing. So like, I'm really being hard on myself. I keep pushing it back, pushing it back. Um, I think I have four solid tracks right now. That Damn, I like. Like Wait, how many tracks are you make? Are you are you gonna? I'm gonna do it? ten for the album. Okay. Now, I might just do a, a EP. I'm also gonna finally put out the Christmas EP this Christmas, also, guys. So if anybody's listening that's been wanting me to do the Christmas EP, it is coming this Christmas. I promise. And the video is, is coming. You're gonna do a Christmas like uh, infomercial. Yeah. Like yeah. music hey, video. Merry Christmas. Uh, Top yeah. 10 hits. Yeah, so that's coming. <laughs> and I'll probably do the EP right after that, like the first quarter, like January. And then the album, maybe the end of the year, 2020. I don't know. Like, mm. I'm so indecisive with that because everybody's doing EPs. You know what I mean? Like, and then there are some people doing albums, but like, I feel like those albums, and they're really good R&B albums that have been put out. And like people aren't really paying attention to them, and some of these people are signed, and I'm just like, are you guys kidding me? Like this is next level stuff. Like, and I don't want to. It's almost like you put so much hard work into it, and then it's not it goes unrecognized. But then it's like as an artist, you still want to put the hard work in, right? To you know what I mean. So even whoever may listen still gets it. Like, oh wow, this is amazing. So like it's just it's a lot of work to do an album though. Like. It's draining mentally, physically. You have to have time away from your family. Like you have to be in a certain creative space. Um, me as a songwriter, like some days I don't have anything. Like I'm just blank. And then some days I can go like ten days straight writing, and then I'll go like two months without writing something because it's just like on and off. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm the type that I don't like to force things. So like I really want to just come natural. It's getting there, but yeah. So I'm just working on that right now. Just an album. I do have songs I'll probably just put out sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Kim can shoot those. Hey, hey <laughs> so, so you're planning on dropping a couple of music videos? To yeah, songs definitely. That you have this, yeah, year, right? yeah, just just songs, you know, keep the fans excited. Um, mm-hmm. I, the songs I have, I do have some fire stuff, um, but I, an album collectively, I'm not ready yet. All right, l- let's talk about your perception on that because do do you think it's important to to drop albums or is it more important to That's drop thing, singles? Man, it's like I just I, I re- I'm like from the old school, like I really like the body of work type yeah. of person. You know what I mean? And I know now things are more geared towards like singles and EPs like four song EPs and it's just like that's cool too but it's like man I just want that I I want people to be like Carlos Ferrar you know how that everybody has that every artist has that one body of work you just always relate back to like yo like that's your confessions like that's classic Kendrick Lamar section 80 yeah like you know what I mean they have those things I just want that piece of work to where it's like that was that was it. Bro. But I also feel like you can't rob yourself of opportunity. That's true. And and waiting for that album when you feel it's done. Yeah. In the meantime, drop yeah, songs right, right. because you never know which one's gonna be Just the one to off. hit. Right? right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those things where like you know. I, for a lot of us creatives, not just you know recording artists, but we're always waiting for that, for that inspiration to hit or that one thing that we think is gonna take yeah. us over the top. But you think about like a lot of the photos that I posted, bro. Some of the ones that I weren't even a fan of that I posted have gotten the most likes or have gotten the most like, yeah. oh dude, I love that photo or like, well, I, I want to do a photo shoot with you that looks like that photo, you know? And I'm just like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like, all right, you know? Yeah. So definitely, like, don't rob yourself of that opportunity and. I say just keep dropping singles, man. Yeah, yeah. I can Definitely. see both sides too. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to get tied in with one of those singles. Like, oh, that's his style. Like, no, that's not really <laughs> like where I want to go. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. But do do you have an image right now that you want to be looked at as like that artist? Like you look at Usher. Oh yeah, baby making music, right? You look at 
Bruno Mars, and it's like, oh, it's that get down or Kanye, dance music, God music, <laughs> God music. I do <laughs> like Kanye's new direction. I'm gonna be honest. I like, love Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. It's like I have a love hate relationship with Kanye. I haven't like, heard. I think everybody I does. Yeah, like he's, I think everybody like, does, especially nowadays. Kanye, but then you like, but he's oh, good, man, bro. I, like he's, he's just, so good. Like, I heard actually heard before. He even like did, went, Coachella, did Coachella or did any of that. I have a friend, um, a producer that I work with, who is one of his producers now. Mm. Kanye has like fifteen producers now that yeah. he got from all over the country, and they, he brings them to his like gospel sessions and his sessions, and they, it's almost like Hunger Games. Like they're all competing Ooh. to get on his next album, and right. like you know what I'm saying like that type of thing. That's and when you. That's when you know you. He played it. some of the like sessions for me and like literally like tears i'm just like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever heard in my entire life like yeah. they're just so crisp and so clean i'm like this guy's gift for music is like next level like yeah. I, it's it's undeniable like even if you don't like him as a person or like whatever creatively creatively yeah. he is his next level and i'm just like man this dude is yeah kanye's that guy man for real i haven't i haven't listened to kanye since he dropped that power song so you have well, that, that, graduation. Uh, the last was thing. That wasn't graduation. <laughs> yeah. Power? Power? Power trip. Wait, wait, no, no. Wait, power. Wait, wait. It was the one that... Wait, I'm living I'm in the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Da, okay, da, da, so you're thinking da, 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 of dark, yeah. my dark twisted fantasy. That's the one. Yeah. That's the last project that I heard of. Because after that, that he went on the whole... Too. To be honest, like like those albums like I wouldn't listen to all the time. You know what I mean? But I was like, damn, he's always trying something different. Yeah. That's why I like about him because he was like getting all these producers because like, you know, I'm in the whatever you want to call it edm world but it's really not but uh like he had like Berdinsky on there gustavo stein uh sinjin hawk and i was like yeah. damn dude like no artist i know in the mainstream deals with these type of dudes because these dudes are making super eccentric different music yeah and he's putting them on there that's why i kind of respect him because yeah you can tell he's, he's how open he is yeah like he's a, and i've heard only good things like people who've actually chilled with them yeah they really do say like yeah this fool is really like a chill dude like he's yeah. nothing crazy it's just his act. He's very, he's yeah. definitely weird. And sometimes areas. I think it, I, that goes into, I, I, me personally, I think it just goes into like building. Um, Shock value and shit. Yeah. Like, like I don't extent, even think yeah. he genuinely feels that so a certain way or he's just like, I know people are going to talk about this if I do it. Oh, I think yeah. the Kardashians yeah. as a whole move that way though. Like, it's just coincidence that something always happens right before the show starts every single time. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, they're just geniuses. That yeah. They're just very good. Attention. They're really good at that. And it's yeah. crazy. Like, uh, I was telling a lot of people, like, you see a lot of these magicians, right? You know? And you're like, wow, these magicians are amazing. You know? And I'm not talking about David Blaine. I'm talking about, like, people who do illusions. Yeah. But I met one of the dudes who does, like, literally every, Penn and Tellers, Chris Angels, all these dudes. This is like this weird-looking dude. But nobody knows this, you know? Right. I didn't know this. I was like, oh, these magicians make all their illusions themselves, but they sell they sell magic. People sell, like, illusions. Like, hey, I can do this one illusion for you. I'll sell it to you for 50000 Right. So wow. it's like this whole realm of, like, there's, there's puppeteers behind the back being, like, there's right. people who are professional at PR, PR stunts and shock wow. value. You know what that I mean? That's crazy. I so didn't know that's, that. like, mm -hmm. the game. It's like everything has like songwriters have. Hey, I yep. sold them like, that song. Yeah, like ghostwriters, <laughs> ghost yeah. producers. Like people don't know this still, wow. but it's real. And you know this, and you know this. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not hidden anymore. There's yeah. people behind the scenes just. Hmm. Speaking of work. the Illuminati, oh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to go that Before far. we wrap up, because we are nearing our 45, 46 minute mark. Uh, I want to before we sign off. I want to ask you what is something that you have because we kind of brushed over you kind of touring with Genuine and opening for Usher. What is something that you have learned as an artist that has helped you in your career that you wish other people who are coming up would kind of like take? 
as advice? Um, man, it's a lot. If you had to boil it down <laughs> into one word, um, patience. Definitely be patient. Patience is the yeah, because I I felt like even earlier on, like now I'm way more patient. But earlier on, like I do something and just want it out, like right then and there. And yeah. Sometimes it's not because you wanted to make the money and be big yeah, right away. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just want people to see it. Like, oh, I did this. Ha. Yeah. I feel great when I did it. So now I want all of you to feel what I felt. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. It's a process to everything. Um, yeah. And like I said earlier, a team um, have a solid team around you because having a weak team around you can hurt you like badly you rather just not have a team at all if you're gonna have a weak team around you so um patience and having a good team around you is the, like the best pieces of advice i can give yep. to upcoming artists for sure 100 percent. yeah every time i put a hot pocket in the microwave i, <laughs> I try to take it out early bro patience is key because <laughs> if you try to take it out it, early it it's, it's cold patience. in the middle it's bro in the middle. <laughs> it's that middle part i do bro. that shit all the time i'm like god damn it <laughs> this is you know not what I mean? hot yeah. It's not a hot pocket. It's a medium, medium room, medium, medium room. <laughs> Damn. word, bro. That's a good place to kind of knock out of there. Right, we're gonna go ahead and put all your information down in the description down below, man. Uh, where can people follow you? Uh, at Carlos Ferrar, Instagram, Twitter. I'm never really on Twitter, but I'm on there. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel uh, you. <laughs> Snapchat at Carlos Ferrar, Facebook Carlos Ferrar. My name Carlos Ferrar, K A R L O S. Ferrar is F-A-R-R-A-R. There we go, man. Thank you so much for joining us, bro. Um, we'll put our information down below. And then everybody who's tuning in, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner. Yum, yum. Morning dinner. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.